everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, the last one of the year. I uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas. Uh, you know, we'll get into that. But uh, as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you taking my podcast, I appreciate it. And if you're new, welcome. Uh, man, we are about to wrap up this holiday season. It is January 31st, 2021. Man, another year down the fucking drain. <laughs> another one. Hold on. Another one. And that um, DJ Khaled voice. Another another year of my life gone. You know? Another minute ran off the clock. <laughs> and the score is what the score is. But anyway, thanks for coming. Um, I hope everybody, I think I said that already. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. Um, man, I am repeating myself already. Okay, let's just jump in. Um, I'll go into my milestone. For those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, this week, nothing. He had a great Christmas, according to him. He didn't really want much of anything. Uh, we bought him a little bag of cold chocolate coal. He, that's that's what he said he wanted. He really didn't want any anything else. Uh, and it's so hard to not buy shit for people for Christmas. That's what we get accustomed to. Everybody talks about the religious significant uh, significance of the holiday. Let's be honest, man. Ninety five percent of people don't give a shit about the religious significance behind this holiday. It is a uh, secular uh, consumer holiday at this point. Uh, so we uh, we got him some uh, pajamas, uh, some books. I got him a uh, we got him a fifty dollar gift card and some candy and shit and that coal. But uh, it was really really hard to not buy stuff. You know, we just get so accustomed to that. Just you just. As soon as Thanksgiving ends, you just feel that anxiety, that worry, like, oh, I got to start buying shit for people. But, um, yeah, we really didn't buy a lot of gifts this year, if if any, really. We just exchanged a few things with each other, like stockings. And um, guess what? Everything was fine. We had, a, we had a good day. We lounged around. We ate. We watched Christmas movies. Um, and uh, I watched a, a ton of basketball. I love Christmas Day in NBA basketball. It's just something about it. I don't know what it is. I will say it's not the same when it's not all snowy and cold outside because we had a beautiful day here for Christmas here in Virginia. I want to say it was about 70. And to me, that's not Christmas, man. I grew up in upstate New York. I mean, snow up to your waist. You're snowed in. There's a storm. Uh, you can't ride your bike until June. <laughs> that's what I'm used to. Um but uh, we we had a we had a good time. We had we had a lot of fun. Um what was really fun is was watching him uh FaceTime with his cousins cuz we all remember back in the day if you had cousins in town, you'd always give them a call like what you guys get and you would just go back and forth about all the stuff you guys got. And um if you guys did like the family dinners like we did, we would always bring something. They would always bring something over to the house. We did Christmas dinner at our house. 
and uh, they would bring some new toy or doll or something that they got. And um, yeah, it was just fun. Those those were great times, man. As a kid, just those those Christmas mornings, coming downstairs, the music is going. Uh, I can tell that was something very important to my parents was to uh, provide us with those memories, and they did. And um, yeah, we we uh, we had a good time. And I I think we might have started a new Christmas tradition here with us is just order some Chinese or something the night before. You know, order some Chinese the night before, just kind of just hang out. Uh, I felt like I was kind of smart this year because, look, we do shit weird at our house. We don't do a traditional Christmas dinner with the ham and the, nah, what, hey, what do you want this year? Some years it's chili, some years it's whatever. And this year I decided to make a baked ziti. And um, I uh, I made the sauce the night before. Let me tell you something. Your sauce is always better the night, I mean, the day after. Anytime you make pasta sauce, let that shit, if you can, have it the next day. Cook it, let it rest, put it in a container, put it in the, in the fridge overnight, and uh, the next day, have it. It's just, it just, those flavors just meld together overnight. I used to hear people say, oh, the sauce is better the next day. It it truly is. It's got a deeper, richer, more complex flavor, whatever the fuck that means. But I know that's what it is. <laughs> it just it just tastes better. So I made the sauce the night before. Um, I cooked it nice and slow, right? Because when I when I first got everything together, I was like, man, this shit is kind of soupy, and I just put that motherfucker on a nice slow simmer, and it just got nice and thick and meaty. And I put some um I put some turkey, Italian sausage meat and beef in it this time. I know some people are probably like, you put turkey beef? Yes, I yes. Yes. My wife doesn't eat pork. Uh and I, I know like if if you want to get a good meat sauce, you need a little bit of that pork in there, man. That that uh that uh, salty goodness. So I, I can't do that. So I substitute it with any with uh any type of turkey sausage. Some sweet turkey sausage meat. Great. That sounded weird. We'll let it slide. <laughs> but I made it the, I made that the day before that way. I didn't have to make this whole sauce the day of Christmas. And um, yeah, we got up. I, I made my family breakfast. I made my wife a uh, Belgian waffle. I made my son some some eggs, uh, bacon, uh, some cereal. She had uh home fries, bacon and home and a and a Belgian waffle. I was pretty proud of the home fries, right? You cut it up, skinned it, cut it, peeled it, not skinned it, peeled it, cut it up, um, washed it. Then I, I put it in the microwave. I, I put some water in the container. I microwaved the potatoes so they got kind of soft, right? And then I sauteed them in the uh, on the stove in a nice saucepan, butter. I put some uh, onions and green peppers in there. I got them pretty uh, brown. They were kind of soft. So then what I did was I took this. Let me tell you something. I hate cheap-ass motherfucking um, aluminum foil. But there's this aluminum foil that they have at the Dollar Tree, I think. And I'm pretty sure we've all had it. Where it doesn't really feel. It's, it's aluminum foil, but it feels kind of papery because it's, it's really shitty. But I will say, and they come in bigger pieces of um they, it doesn't come in like in a roll. 
They come out in sheets. And I, let me tell you something. That shit is perfect for your air fryer. This is the old man podcast. <laughs> this is the old man, fat man podcast. That cheap ass Dollar Tree uh, aluminum foil goes great in your air fryer, people. Okay. So I did what I said I did. I did everything I did to the potatoes. Peeled them. Kind of, I, I guess you could say blanched. It is the microwave, but I kind of blanched them. I seasoned them up. I sauteed them with some onions and some bell pepper. Got them somewhat crispy, then threw them in the air fryer with the um, with the aluminum foil. And, man, they came out fucking perfect. My wife loved them. I loved them. They were great. So um, that's what we did on, on, on Christmas, man. I made everybody breakfast. Uh, we lounged. We ate. Oh, and then later that day, I I, um, I, I, I made the noodles. I, I bought some good noodles. I made the noodles. I mixed it together. Put a little bit of cheese on top. Threw that bitch in the oven. And let it bake for about a half hour or so. And it was ready to go. Oh, and I also... Miles loves lunch meat. So I bought... I went to the good grocery store. And I got all Boar's Head's meats, man. I got regular salami. Gen- Genoa salami. Um, I got some some really nice roast beef. I got some nice tavern ham. And um, I got some good cheeses. And I just I would, I would just make him a little platter. You know, he got some fruits. He had some uh, strawberries, apples, deli meats, cheeses. And we just kind of ate all day and watched sports and watched movies. So that that was our Christmas. I hope you guys had a great time. Sorry if I, if I kind of skipped around a little bit. That's that's how I do. My brain is fucking weird. Um, now, like I said, I love it. I love NBA on, on New Year's. I mean, on Christmas, I had a great time watching all the games. Man, just it's just that that music, that NBA music, and then they they add the little uh, Christmas jingles and stuff in the back, and and uh, all the players will they have the little montage videos of everybody saying uh, Merry Christmas. They might show a little snippets of videos of of the guys at home with the families. It's just something about it. It's, it's just it's just nice. I really enjoy it. it brings back a lot of um, memories growing up. Uh, and this is something soothing about it. Just the, having some basketball going in the background, man. And I've always wanted to go to a Knicks game on Christmas. I think that's cool, man. Living in the city, you know, you got your little apartment and then you, you, you wake up, you open gifts and then you head on the train and you, you go down to MSG and go to a Christmas day NBA game. That would be perfect for me. I would love to do that. Maybe I will do that uh, one year for Christmas. You know, we get a, a room at the Waldorf Astoria and then head out to the next game later that day. Now, that, that would be a perfect Christmas for me. Um, but, um, oh, so speaking of sports, we had a uh, a um, a giant, if you will. You know, just a, a, a great man when it came to football. Uh, Coach John Madden passed away a few days ago. And, um, man, uh, that's a tough, tough loss for the league. Uh, I, I'm not going to pretend like I, I knew how great of a coach he was because I, I think he coached uh, – I was fairly young when he quit coaching, I think. so. I, but him as an announcer, I mean, brings back so many memories. And don't even get me started on the video game, <laughs> okay? John Madden was a huge part of, of, of my youth. I mean, just, just hearing that that voice, 
you know, in real life and in the game. I remember being excited every year for the for the new Madden to come out. Uh, he was such a, a a big guy. He had such a specific voice. Um, he just he he brought a lot of fans just joy when he when he commentated. Just he just had that great voice and. You know, him and Pat Summerall uh, uh, announcing the game, you, you can't get any more classic than that. Um, but uh, if I'm being honest, man, I quit playing Madden. I want to say probably, man, I'm trying to think. When I, I, I want to say it was around 08. It, it's just, it, it started to get way too hard, way too complicated. Um, I like football, but I am not a huge football fan. I'll I tell you that, like as far as the in, ins and outs and plays and shit and nickel, dime, four, three, three, four, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what a safety or a free safety is. have no idea. Uh, I don't even know which teams are in the AFC or NFC. I just know pass play, run play, sack, and I know the, the um, offsides. <laughs> I know that surprises some people because I'm a big dude, but, I mean, like I said, I like it, but I'm not in love with it. Um, but yeah, it's just a very sad, and it's just one of those, it's just one of those, another one of those moments in my life. And I'm pretty sure for people around my age too, where you just realize all these things and people who have been institutions in your life, they're not going to be here forever. You know, like Dick Vitale, he's, he's pretty old and, you know, balance some health issues, but like all these guys that, you know, time just, it just moves on, man. It just moves on. And uh, that's the weird thing about getting older, you know, just like seeing all these um, all these celebrities that I grew up like, man, Tom Cruise was this guy and Arnold Schwarzenegger and and uh, Bruce Willis. You know, you look at them now, it's like, man, these guys are, are, are getting elderly. Um, I popped in. I said popped in. I, I said popped in like a, either DVD or a tape, but uh, I started watching some Die Hard. Man. You know what? When you're a kid and you watch these movies, you go, man, this shit is so fucking cool. There's guns, people blowing shit up. But like, um, like I, I know at least for me, it's just like uh, when I go back and watch these movies as an adult, you just go, oh, shit. Now I see why this movie was so good. Or you go, um, oh, man, now I see how this person became this huge star. As a kid, you just like, oh, that's Bruce Willis, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or you know, Wesley, whoever it is, you just, it is what it is. They're movie stars. You don't really get it. You just know that these people are in movies. They're celebrities. But uh, you get older and you go back and you watch some of their, their early stuff and you go, oh, man, I, I see. I see what it was. I, I, I see why this person took off. And it, it's kind of cool just kind of re reliving everything in a, in a more mature uh, older mind and seeing things from a, a different perspective. Um, yeah, I don't, I didn't mean for that to be like some deep thing, but it's, uh, it's just, it's just cool, man. Just going back and rewatching this stuff and just looking at it with different eyes and, and, um, seeing like how, uh, young these people really were. Here's another one. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I tried to watch, um, back to the future with miles. He really wasn't into it. But I popped it in again this weekend and he watched it and just like really seeing how young Michael J. Fox was. Um, I didn't do any research on this, but even the woman who played his mom. 
She was really uh, at the time they all seemed so old because they were older than me. I think I was probably nine or ten when I saw that movie. So they all look so old, you know, in their twenties. But you go, you look, look at it now, and it's like, man, they were fucking kids. Um, and even like I remember his dad like thinking like his dad was such a nerd and a dork. And even when they went back in time, I'm like, oh, this guy's such a a dork. But uh, watching it this time, I'm like. These are all young, good-looking people trying to make it in Hollywood. Like I, as a kid, I just, <laughs> I just really didn't look at it like that. But um, yeah, like the guy who played his dad was a good-looking guy. The mom was good-looking. Michael J. Fox was good-looking. Uh, everybody was just young and vibrant and good-looking. And but as a kid, you just have a a, a, a different view of everything. And uh, man, Back to the Future still a great, great film. I'm gonna call it a film. Uh, Back to the Future 2, I remember as as a youth really liking that movie. Uh, we watched, started watching it again, and I like it, but it's not as good as the first one. And, uh, oh, this is perfect. I got about two and a half minutes. This is great. Um, actually, yeah, I'll go into it. So, speaking of old movies and nostalgia and all this kind of stuff, so The Matrix Revolution came out uh, December 22nd, I believe. And uh, I did plan on going back and watching all three, but I just I just didn't. And if I'm being honest, the thought of watching two and three was kind of like, eh. even though I like those movies, you know, I was always excited to go on that when they opened because uh, I was just so into like the CGI and in the in the special effects where it was like the Matrix was a must see. But I will say the story in the trilogy fell off fairly quickly. All right. So. Matrix uh, Resurrections comes out. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm, I'm not a, a movie reviewer, but I will say this. At first, it seemed kind of convoluted and confusing. I, you couldn't really tell tell like what was real, what was not. Is he in the Matrix? Is he not in the Matrix? But I do like the way they slowly peel back the onion and, real, and, and you really knew what was going on. You go, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is kind of cool. Um, so I, I kind of dug the story. Um, I was I was in I enjoyed watching um the evolution of the matrix, if that makes sense. Like, you know, before the, the operator, they sat in the chair, they, you know, they they um they had the they had the little discs that they would upload, all the the karate, the martial arts, the pilots programs, all that kind of stuff. And they had to use the phone to dial into the matrix, but seeing that like their technology had evolved and they no longer had to do it, do that. The, uh, the operator was kind of like a, um, kind of like a hologram. So seeing their technology uh, upgrade to where like it was more digital, I guess I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I will say this, I like seeing, I like seeing them show Smith's purpose. Because throughout the other three movies, we kind of just saw that guy as a as a villain. But he told us throughout, purpose, there's a purpose, purpose, purpose. And um, it was cool seeing them work the other side. And you go, oh, shit, Smith really isn't a bad guy. He served a purpose. It's just the story that we were privy to, what we walked came in on, it just, we just didn't want him to succeed at his job. So 
Wasn't the best one. Wasn't my favorite. I will admit I was high as fuck when I watched that movie. But I enjoyed it. Well, definitely wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. But uh, I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people did not care for it. And they kept saying, oh, it's the Matrix regurgitation. It's the Matrix. I think that's the point. I think they even said that throughout the other uh, movies, that, like this cycle happens over and over and over again. So, I mean, for the Matrix to do something different would be weird. It's just like, no, you're caught in the Matrix of, of, of doing the same shit over and over again. You have the wool pulled over your eyes. Like you said, you pay your taxes. You you go to work every day. It's just the grind. That it's, That's what it was. And then for them to change it, I think it really wouldn't be true to the Matrix, you know? It's just like it's the same shit, different day. It's the same thing. It just it just looked a little different. That's all. But for what it was, I enjoyed it. It was nostalgic. Um, it was fun. Will I watch it again? Probably not. And I don't think any any of those movies will ever come close to uh, having the impact that the first one did because it was just so mind blowing. It it changed uh, action movies. Um, so it's just, uh, I don't think they could ever beat the first one, but I, I did I did enjoy it. I, I mean, I honestly, I don't know what else they could have done. Um, so yeah. And, uh, as this year comes to an end, one of my favorite shows of all time came to an end. Um, my wife and I are huge fans of Issa Rae. And we love the show Insecure. It ran five seasons on HBO, and um, it ended last Sunday. Uh, there's a documentary out, but I, I honestly I can't watch it yet. I think I would get too emotional. I absolutely love that show. It was it's such a great work of art. Um, will I call it a masterpiece? I I think I need to watch it a few more times. But it it is uh, not. It's definitely one of the best shows I've ever watched. Uh, not only on HBO, but just in general. Uh, it's so different than any and everything that I've ever watched before. Uh, it, it's just a. It was a. It's a great piece of art, man. It it it, it truly is. Um, it always left you with something to talk about. Uh, it it led to many a conversations with my wife afterwards. Good ones, bad ones, funny ones. Uh, sad ones you know it, it sparked a lot of conversation um i really appreciated all the the the, the music in the show uh the clothes the uh the the aesthetic of the show and uh i mean come on man let's let's be honest uh i am a married man but uh it is nice to see you know these good looking black women on tv uh on a show like this and it's not just some ratchet bullshit you know, it's not the same tired, um, boring storyline that we, to, to be honest, that we get out of a lot, a lot of these shows. And I can't even say that it's black shows. It's a lot of TV. But uh, if I'm speaking specifically about black shows, it, it, it gets old. You know, I thought the writing was fresh. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I, re I really, I really enjoyed it. It, it addressed a lot of things in the black community. Um and uh, I'm sad to see the show go, but I, I understand. I wouldn't be surprised if they bought it back in about a decade or so. But everybody kind of moved on. I, as far as the finale, you know, uh, I enjoyed it. I know there were there were people who were upset, but it, here's the thing about finales: 
Um, even like if your main character, the, the main person dies, like that, the other stories still go on. You know that that world still exists, and people are like, "Oh, they ended it like this," but it's just like, "Hey, we're just not privy to uh, everything that happens after that." So, like, the story truly doesn't end; it just ended for us. You know, we we just don't get to see what they are continuing to do. So, I always try to tell people that just just because we don't get to see it anymore, that doesn't mean that it's it's over. And uh, you know, if she brings it back, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, the world that she uh, builds again and how she plays off of it. But uh, I wanted to say shout out to Issa Rae, not that she would ever hear this in a million fucking years, but that woman is, uh, she's an inspiration. She's a great writer, producer. And um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, any of her new projects that she's working on. I think she's a brilliant writer and creator. And I mean, for someone to build something that prolific, and that profound and, and f for that show to have such an impact on this generation of uh, black people, man. And it all started with a YouTube web series. So I just want to say shout, shout out to her, man. It was, it was dope. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's motivating, you know, it really makes you want to put the, your, your fingertips to your keyboard and, and create a world that people can enjoy and argue about and laugh about and cry about and be, um, just in, in just invested in, you know, the people care about the characters in the world that you build. That's that's a powerful thing. And it, it's pretty cool. And um uh, man, I hate to see the show go, but uh man, I, I get it. Every, everything needs to come to an end. Nowadays, like just the the um, desire to just want to push everything to the to the absolute brink, you know. It's just it's just so easy now to just to cash grab and just shove something down your throat. And by the end, you got some watered down bullshit that uh, doesn't even res resemble the beginning. So uh, I shout out to her for ending it at such a high note, man. That's that's how you go out. That's how you do show business, man. And on that note, you guys have a great and safe new year. Uh, May 2022 be not only my year, but our year. We all here. And uh, there's a show. That's the show. I'm out. See you on the other side. Um, peace.